Hola, my beautiful humans. This is Jasmine Castillo, and I bring stories and cases from the people of color community, bringing awareness of murdered and missing indigenous women, girls, two spirits, the LGBTQ community, Asian American, Pacific Islander, black indigenous people of color. These are their stories. So welcome to Hands Off, my podcast. April 20th, 2021 was a beautiful, memorable day. The day that the loving couple, Crystal and Kylan, were married in Arkansas, where Crystal was from. Both of them lived a nomadic life, from campsite to campsite, primarily living in Moab, Utah, with their pet rabbit. And on August 13th of 2021, four months after they were married, they were camping South Mesa area. La Salle Loop in Moab. During that time, they became somewhat regulars at the Woody's Tavern, hanging out with friends between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. on that evening. They had mentioned to their friends at the time that there was a creepy or weirdo near their campsite, which they had mentioned to their friends a couple of times, and texted their friends saying that if anything happened to them, if they were ever murdered, to look into that creepy guy. Two days went by. On August 15th, both of the women, Crystal and Kylan, were on their second day of no-call, no-show for their morning shift. Crystal worked at McDonald's, and Kylan worked at Moonflower Community Co-op. By the fourth day, August 18th, their friend decided to search for Crystal and Kylan, so instead of turning in one direction, they decided to continue on Wander Lake. She had this gut feeling to go straight towards their campsite. As she got closer to the campsite, she saw a silver vehicle and didn't notice if that was either Crystal or Kylan's vehicle until she got closer. It was a silver Kia parked on the campsite. As she's driving, she is speaking with the father of Kylan Schulte. As she got out of her car and walked past a few scattered Gatorade bottles, She found Kylan's body in an irrigation ditch, halfway in and halfway out of the creek. She didn't have time to think. The next thing she did was immediately contact the police as she sat in her car and waited for the police to surveil the campsite. They concluded that they also found Crystal's body not far from Kylan. These women were mercilessly killed. I won't go into details on how their bodies were identified and what had happened to them. If you want to read additional information about their cause of death and how they were found, I will have the links in the show notes.
This episode is to shed light on Crystal Michelle Turner's life. Before this horrific thing had occurred to her and her wife, I will be sitting down with Diane Brooke. Diane is the cousin of Crystal. Crystal's mother is Diane's aunt. The reason why I'm doing this interview with Diane is that she had reached out to me through Twitter and said that not even law enforcement reached out to her. No one from the law enforcement reached out to give her any update, to ask any questions, to provide any additional information or leads. So I'm honored to speak with Diane about something that should have been done a long time ago. So here is Crystal Turner's story before her story. You know, I love to hear stories about uh, their family and their lost loved ones because that just gives us a more personal connection and not just yeah. a random name on a on a news article. We don't get to hear yeah. the story about the person until something horrific happens or some occurrence. Yeah, I know. Where, and I don't like that part of the story. I love to know yeah. more about the person themselves because that should not define who they are. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like we get cheated out of knowing that real person. Right, exactly. So um, if I was just somebody who is just um, a random Jane off the street and I was just starting up some conversation, you know, Southern talk, um, how would you describe Crystal to to uh, me or to anyone who was listening? Well, <clears throat> she had a very big heart. She was a very, very hard-working person. She worked really hard for all that she had. And she loved Kylan. Uh, they were a perfect match. She mm -hmm. uh, loved her family. Um, she had been through some rough patches in life, but she had started overcoming them. And uh, she had hoped to... Uh, go back to Arkansas and get her children back that she lost because of drug abuse. Mm. The children were put in foster care, and she was hoping to move back to Arkansas to try to get her girls back. But mm. they didn't get there in time. <clears throat> yeah, that hits home with me. Oh, my God. Yes. Diane mentions her children. I will keep their names confidential, even though they are of age, just for the respect in the privacy of the family. Yeah. Oh. She was doing very well with her life and uh, just working so hard at it, working mm -hmm. so hard at it. She she was uh, a good person. She was a, a good mother, uh, even though, you know, she was involved with the drugs. <clears throat> she, uh, until then, she was a wonderful mother. Mm -hmm. And yeah. she loved her family. She had... Uh, Four older brothers, well, no, two of them were older and two of them were younger than her. And there's only one surviving. Um, they they have all passed away except for one. So one of them passed away just a, a few months before she did. Hmm. Anyway, it was, it's been pretty rough. Yes. I think that's another reason she wanted to move back home was to be near her mother more. And it was so expensive to live in Moab. The housing and everything is just very expensive there. 
but they loved where they were at the time, and they had some goals set, and they were going to try to be back in Arkansas within five years, and they were working really hard at it. Yeah. And she was like the uh, she was like the mother to her brothers. I don't know if it's because she was the only girl that she just seemed like their mother also. And when my aunt would work, I guess maybe she did <clears throat> seem like a mother to them. What makes me so proud is that Crystal saw in her life a moment of change, a moment to make a transition, to get out of drug addiction. It is a very hard beast to slay. He hitchhiked all the way from Arkansas to Moab to get a new start. Mm-hmm. That's a long way. Yeah, that is. My goodness. Yeah, yeah very Arkansas, brave. Arkansas within itself is a very high-cost living environment. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So what was her, do you know the actual reason why she decided to move from one from one place to the other? Oh, she had a friend, a childhood friend that she grew up with that was living in Moab, Utah. Mm-hmm. And her friend had invited her to come up there, and she'd help her get on her feet. And she had her job waiting, and uh, so that's what she did. She just she had someone offering to help her, and she needed to get away from Hot Springs. And so she just took off one day, told her mom she'd talk to her later. Mm-hmm. and that she was going to go make some changes, and she did. Diane was able to talk about some happy memories, and this is what she had to say. Favorite memories. Uh, I was, I was uh, oh, 20-something years older than Crystal. Uh, I, I grew up with her, her two older brothers from a pre- previous marriage than her dad and her mom. And uh, when she was born, she was born on my mother's birthday, and my mother was tickled to think about it. She kept telling my aunt that she had to have her on her birthday, and she did. And anyway, she was in little beauty pageants when she was a little girl, and there wasn't a time that I didn't ever see her that she wasn't all dressed up in her little dresses, her little pretty socks, pretty shoes, her hair done real pretty. Uh, she was so petite, just mm-hmm. a little bitty thing. And, of course, everybody saw how little she was in, at the end of her life also. She's just a little little bitty person. But one of the funniest stories my aunt told me was that one time she had Crystal in her buggy at the grocery store, and she had her aunt, Chris, uh, Crystal's aunt was also with her, and they were right beside each other. Well, my aunt walked away for just a second, and Crystal started hollering. She was just old enough to learn how to talk. She started hollering, child abuse, child abuse, <laughs> because she had left her in the basket by herself right there. Mm-hmm. And then the other aunt just died laughing, and that was one of their funniest memories when she did that. <laughs> I can see her doing it. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I've I've had it. She loved her grandmother, too. Oh, that is so 
That is the cutest story. Oh, yeah. my goodness. One of the things that she had hit on is that Crystal had a hard life from the get-go. And when her, uh, her father died, uh, when she was about five years old in a car accident. So Crystal's sadness started at a young age. Uh, and she had twin, twin baby brothers and then two older brothers. And the twins were by her father, and the older brothers were by my aunt's first husband. Uh, but they were all so close. They were good kids, good kids. Mm-hmm. And then unfortunate things in life happened, and, you know, we've lost four of them. And there's just one child surviving, so it's been really hard. Yeah, that is, oh, my goodness. Hard for like, my aunt, hard for everyone, but especially my aunt. Yeah. But she's tough. She's a tough lady. So... I mean, without going into detail, um, yes. is there anything that you'd like to share in regards to their passing? Uh, I'm an only child, so I feel like, oh, my gosh, having to have siblings and then you turn around and they're they're not there anymore. That's just gut-wrenching yes. for me, just the thought they, of that. Yes, that, they were accidental deaths. And then mm-hmm. the last one that the last one that passed away, he had a heart condition. And he had a little run-in with the police, and they tased him, and he died. But oh my God. it was, it was, yes, it was because of his heart condition that he had. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't help with the whole law enforcement no. and trustworthiness of the law enforcement. No. Oh my God! No. And he had been having some health issues that year, also, mm-hmm. but he died. I believe it was four months before Crystal did. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, my, I'm so sorry about this. Yeah. Like one on top of the other, on top of the other with Mm -hmm. me. Oh, and then your, the aunt is just, oh, she is just, to to me, she's like the strongest woman I've, I've heard. She Uh, is. She's very strong. I was really worried about her at first with Crystal uh, because it came as such a shock, and that's her only daughter. And, I mean, not that she loved her more than her sons, but, you know, that was her only daughter. And uh, it was just a shock. But she she came through it, and she had a lot of people praying for her, a lot of well-wishers. So she came through it, and she's still coming through it. And, trying to take care of herself right now with some health issues, nothing serious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. you guys start taking care of yourself now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> that, is, that is a complete priority. In this conversation, we talk about the person of interest. I will have more information about that person in the show notes. Well, when they were first uh, uh, murdered, we... Um, could not get uh, Brian Laundry and Gabby. They mm-hmm. were all over the news, and we just could not get their story out there. It was just really frustrating, and I often wondered if it was because they were gay or hippies or living in their van, you know, uh, and and not to say anything negative about Gabby because, I mean, 
bless her heart, she went mm-hmm. through so much before she died. And uh, the blonde hair, blue eye, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's actually called the white woman syndrome. Yes, yes, yes. I hate to and, say it, but and, that's exactly what it's dubbed. <laughs> yes, you can you can edit it to however best it would sound. Uh, but but I mean, I'm thankful to her because uh, I wonder if the girl's story would have been told or even known, even though we couldn't get any any information out to the public. It seemed like it was all Brian and Gabby, but because of the domestic violence, that story also needed told. And um, it was just very hard to get their story out there. Uh, None of the news stations would return calls. It was just very frustrating. But finally, we we got through, and it it got a lot better. But uh, And people still on the Facebook pages in our groups still say Brian did it. I mean, and I'm like, give up on the guy. He's gone. He didn't do this. Uh, they have evidence that it was not him, but he just has fans. I guess that's that's all I know to call them is fans because they just won't give up on Brian. Because I know that I don't want her story to to just kind of be drowned out by the outcome or the end result or the most current no. result about this guy. Um, being somewhat part of, the, of their, um, of and their we're story. still waiting on we're still waiting on tests to come back in before the case gets closed. So oh. we're still just still hanging in there, with being patient. But they're pretty sure that it was him. They have a lot of evidence that that it was him, but they're still waiting on. Uh, I guess. I could say the science end of it, mm-hmm. and uh, like they do every case, they leave no stone unturned, and uh, we'll get closure. It'll oh, come. Yeah. We, we know the girls are at peace because he can't hurt anyone else, and that's what matters right now. That's the upside of that. Yeah. Um, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, if that was hypothetically or if he was still walking this earth. Um, I know yeah. there would be a lot of people um, with pitchforks, you know, hunting his foot down because yeah. they'll be, he'll be held accountable one way or another because I know there's a lot yeah. of people who are shouting out for justice um, yeah. in honor of Crystal and, and Kylan. So, yeah. Um, I am so glad that she found happiness, and me too. I'm not sure, me too. Uh, and, I, and I'm glad. You know, I'm. I'm even though it's a bittersweet what I'm going to say. I'm glad that she was able to be with the person she loved at the end as well. Exactly. Um, exactly. Because it, it it took a while getting there. I think, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it did for both of them, and they were drawn to each other because of what both of them had went through in their life and it all it it was good it was a good thing what they had yeah oh it just hurts my heart like you know how long people have looked all their life to find that that one i know it 
and hour. to have someone just completely destroy their future as well as their families, you know. Definitely. Oh, Definitely. Connection. Oh, my gosh. When I first got the news that uh, they they had the suspect and that he had committed suicide, uh, I was... I was happy that they had the suspect, and then when they said that he committed suicide, I kind of, my heart dropped, because I wouldn't wish suicide on anyone, because Mm -hmm. that's got to be one of the loneliest places in the world to be, and um, you always hope that they can get to a good place before it comes to that, but apparently he didn't, but um, I mean, I have compassion for his family. Because, you know, they're going through a lot also. Yeah. But I, I don't, I've not heard anything about any family members. He's, uh, he kind of kept under the radar. Uh, there wasn't very much to to know about him. And um, kind of kept to himself, I guess. Yeah, but, that's um, one of the things that I am... Um, I think when you're at that time, you know, thinking to yourself, this is only going to affect the person who's ended their life on their own accord. It doesn't. It's a ripple effect. It affects even the people that you thought would never be affected by something like this. And that's, it's just, um, it's just so frustrating. (laughs) It's so frustrating. People. Yeah, it's just they don't understand. There's a we're all in this big ocean, and anything that affects exactly. anyone, it's a rippling effect. And it's yes. you know, it's not a, it's not a it's not a LGBTQ thing. It's not a white thing. It's not an indigenous thing. It's not a black thing. It's not. It's a human human exactly. behavior. Human. Um, connection thing we're all connected and um you know even the lowest of the low uh the people that are on who've done the most heinous hideous uh unspeakable things to other people um they are um they are also part of that chain um Uh Uh well you had asked me one of the things uh, that we're going to try to do in their memory is we're, we're, we we haven't found out all the right steps yet, but we're working on them a little bit at a time. We're trying to get a law passed called the Kai Law uh, so that when people go to those dispersed campsites like the girls were at, mm-hmm. that there's a camera there that reads their license plate. And that way someone will always, you know, they'll always be able to trace who went in and out of there and also let let you know that the girls are there because uh, you just never know. Uh, I don't think that the girls would have been alive had they had that information. I think he pretty much done what he did and... Uh, there was no hope of them finding the girls alive. I think he 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 just he did it all that day, um, but it could help find somebody 
uh, or it could help find somebody that's done something they shouldn't have done. But and only in those dispersed camp spots. And Kylan's father is trying to start a, a foundation called the Sunny Rose Foundation. And it's to help the housing problem in Moab because he feels that had the girls been in a, a safe place where they could have locked their doors, that maybe they wouldn't have been such an easy target. And he's working on getting some property and uh, getting some little houses built for people that work and under the, the price would be, I think, 900 a month. Mm-hmm. So we're all working on something in honor of the girls, and it feels good. Yeah. My opinion, Crystal found the love of her life, Kylan. There two people that I would have loved to meet in real life. I mean, just the thought of traveling the world, living free, and having a strong supportive community around her. People in that community, the Moab community, just listening and watching the videos through YouTube and other resources, they are some loving, passionate, affectionate people out there. And I get it. That's the reason why Crystal and Kylan decided to stay in a place like that, that they were accepted. That it's, it's almost like um, to have anything actually move and shake, you have to have something like this happen to make mm-hmm. things move forward. And it's, Definitely. it's sad that you have to have something such a negative, horrific impact on it. people lives to make someone like oh oh you know they were stagnant or they were um they were sleeping they were asleep in this world and they just yeah it's uh um i'm glad that you're able to share that with me because that oh, was definitely wonderful to well, it ha- keep it helps with the healing also yes it does it does oh. Absolutely. And uh, one of the Facebook groups that we also have, we're going to also help other families and research in a crime, you know, like sleuths do and like they did for our case. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of good things coming out of this. Oh, yes, for sure. Um, Yeah. There is a couple, I mean, just being in a true crime community in in the the, uh, Twitter so, uh, social media, there is so many loving people who are just like oh, I know. amazing. I know. Um, I know. I hope to keep in touch with all of them. Yes, we, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they Did are. You ever see Go ahead. Mm-hmm. The, the, there's a lady, her name's Jane Doe, and she did all the TikToks for Kakra. If you go to TikTok and search Kakra, you'll see all the TikToks that she did, and she just was at it every day, 24-7. We were very grateful to her for all the people that that helped with stuff like that. Yeah. They helped get the story there. I think that's how I originally um, 
found out more about it because I was following her, and I think she said Probably. She, she referred me to her. Uh, I'm sorry, she referred me to you or someone of that uh, who was connected in some way. Yeah, yeah. He knows everybody. <laughs> yeah. He does. He's very, he does. He's very dedicated. I reached out to many of the friends and family of Crystal and Kylan. And Diane was the one that actually reached out to me. I do hope that in the near future, who I've left multiple messages, would reach out to me so we can get the other side on behalf of Kylan. So for now, Diane had one last word that she wanted me to express on this episode. Diane said, quote, Crystal made people smile and feel better when they saw her. She was a tough lady who would take care of herself and Kylan. She was proud of every little thing she owned. She loved to make people feel better, and she loved helping others. End quote. Crystal and Kylan, may you rest in peace, and thank you for letting me share your side of the story. Thank you for listening to Hands Off My Podcast. If you are enjoying the podcast and you'd like to support the mission, I do have a Patreon membership that will help the cause and bring more detail on cases and stories from the people of color community. If you yourself has a lost loved one or a story suggestion, please don't hesitate to contact me at email. Handsoffmypodcast at gmail.com And if you are only able to support in another way, please give this podcast a 5-star rating on Apple or Spotify and continue to listen to upcoming episodes every Thursday, wherever you listen to your podcast. Dios te bendiga.